Crush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. In this episode, I interviewed Dustin Bartz of Bartz Barbecue. Bartz is a one-man show based in the South Bay of Southern California. He was inspired to cook Texas barbecue when he moved to Austin for a short while in the early 2000s. He's a very passionate and talented individual that pushes himself to extremes, sometimes having up to five events in one week. He uses the highest quality meats and is one of the few pitmasters that smokes all of his meats on site. He makes his own sausages from scratch, along with all the tasty sides. I have to add, he makes one hell of a burger, too. He recently helped organize a second annual Smoke Fest, which will be held at LA Ale Works, starting at noon on March 2nd. So if you're listening to this when the show airs on Monday, it's this coming Saturday. Smokefest will host five of the top barbecue pop-ups in SoCal. Among them will be A's Barbecue, Kelly's Barbecue, Meathead Barbecue, the Barbacoa Boys, and of course, Bart's Barbecue. If you're in the area, you cannot miss this event. I hope you enjoy the show. This is Bart's Barbecue. All right, I'm sitting here with Dustin with Bart's Barbecue. Uh, Dustin is actually a business that does pop-ups in a lot of local breweries uh, here in the L.A. area. I would say South Bay. Mainly, mainly we do uh, Torrance, El Segundo, and Hawthorne events. Okay. But we've, we've done them all over the place, but generally it's just uh, South Bay because that's closest to where I live at, so it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump right in. Uh, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got started in barbecue. Yeah, so uh, the way I got started in barbecue was actually I lived in L.A. all my life and thought that the barbecue here was what barbecue was about, which I was severely wrong. Then I, I all of a sudden, like one of my buddies, uh, like I ran like a security uh, camera business where we were selling security cameras all over the internet. Um, and so it gave me the ability that one of my friends came up to me, he's like, oh, you wanna to move to Austin? And I'm like, well, why not? That sounds like sounds like a fun thing to do. So, I mean, since all my stuff was based off the internet and I really didn't have like anything holding me down to keep me here, I still could do my job when I moved to Austin because it really didn't matter where I went in the United States, it still all worked the same. So I was like, all right, let's, so like three weeks later, I just got this moving van, loaded all my crap up, loaded loaded his stuff up, we went to Austin, and then... What year was this? Uh, that was like from 2005, I'd say. Okay. That'd be somewhere around there. So I already had like three friends that lived there and they always would send me photos, showing me how they're paying like $2 for like a brew and like just laughing at me because we're paying all these high prices in LA. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I gotta get in on this. You know, that and all the party situation they had down there on 6th Street. Cause at that point I was only like 30, May 29, when I moved down there. And I'm like, all right, I gotta check this spot out. So that's when like, I was there for like probably a week and then we went to, Went to Rudy's. I think that was the first place I actually ate barbecue. And I'm like, rolling there to get gas or something. They're like, oh yeah, they have barbecue here. Let's get some of this food. And I'm like, all right. And I, even though that's not me, the top tier of the barbecue joints in, in Austin, I mean, what, what I ate, I was like, man, this is like so much yeah. better than anything that like yeah, Rudy's is pretty good barbecue. Well, I, I just like it because yeah. there's no line. You just roll up and you get your food and you roll out. It <laughs> yeah. was like, it worked, it worked out great. So then from there, you know, 
we really got into going to a lot bunch of barbecue spots over the like three years I lived there, and then um, eventually I got to a point where I had my fun in Austin and kind of wanted to see my niece and nephew that like were here in LA because they were actually a little older then. They were kind of just born when I left, you know, mm -hmm. and so I was kind of kind of annoying going back and seeing that. Uh, you know, when they uh, saw me, they didn't know who I was, basically, because they're like, who's this guy? You know, <laughs> so I moved back um, to, to L.A., went back around to other barbecue spots in L.A., then realized that basically most of the places in L.A. Are, are just not good. So I kind of missed the barbecue that we had in Austin. So I'm like, well, I know how to cook. I can figure out how to do this. So it like, took me like uh, maybe a year or something to find someone that was actually selling a... Uh, a uh, you know offset offset smoker that wasn't some garbage one you know so yep. I found this dude that was moving and I guess uh, he had this custom made barrel smoke I mean you know it was uh, you know it was good good enough for like four or five briskets to put in it but uh, it was all solid steel it you know exactly what I wanted and then like the guy was like his friends convinced him that they couldn't load it on the moving truck because it weighed too much. So, like, me and my, like, 60-year-old, well, he wasn't 60 then, probably was, like, 58-year-old dad roll out there with, like, my truck and just manhandle the thing on the back of the truck. And after we, after we, he'd already sold it to me at that point, and he looked at it, and he was, like, having buyer's or seller's remorse because he realized that he could have probably took it with him on his U-Haul, but his friend's like, oh, no, this is too big. So we're like, sorry, dude, we're out of here. So I, just dro <laughs> I drove off with my, with my cooker, hang off the back of my truck, I, it was it was like an hour away from my house, and me and my dad were just worried this thing was going to fly off the back of my truck or one of the straps were going to break. So needless to say, I made it to South Bay. I didn't have a spot to keep it at because I lived by the beach, and there's like no backyards at the places by the beach. So I had to go put up one of my friend's house, and that dude lives on like on the like the most inclined hill I've ever seen in my entire life. So there, my dad, him, and like two other dudes are trying to take this you know, 1,500-pound smoker off the back of my truck while preventing it from rolling down the hill and crashing into a car. So... Jeez. Hey, just, just to put it in perspective for folks that maybe are not from California, South Bay is... South, uh, South Bay is basically between Long Beach and, and Venice. Okay. More or less. So South Bay is like Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, okay. Torrance... Lawndale and I guess Inglewood's supposedly part of that. Okay, and that's still all considered Southern California, right? Yeah, it's all Southern California. Yeah, so South Bay's just like all the areas right by the beach that aren't at Long Beach or like Santa Monica. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. I mean, they, they they all have they're all like right by the ocean. Okay, so that's why like my buddy like who lived in Hermosa Beach but not right by the beach like all the all the streets are really hilly there. Gotcha. So that's why it was like. You know, I thought someone was going to get killed in the process of taking the smoker off. Needless <laughs> to say, we made it there. So from there, you know, we started trying to figure out how to make barbecue. And I can say we made some really, really bad barbecue. Like, really bad barbecue probably for... I mean, it was still edible, but what, what, <laughs> what wasn't anything you want to bring people over. So, um, Hey, man, I talked to a lot of people, and uh, you got to kind of weather the storm when you, when you start cooking barbecue. Yeah, well, for, well, well, for us, we had a unique... Uh, we didn't realize until later that we had the problem with our our, our whole thing was um, we never keep the fire managed right. And the problem was because my buddy lived on this top of this hill and his backyard, there was like nothing blocking 
the smoker, and the smoker basically faced right towards the ocean because you can see the, the, the ocean from his house. So all the wind would blow in and it would stoke up the fire. And then we'd like see the temperature fluctuate. So it wasn't until like probably like a year after it was there that I actually bought this house in, in, another, in another city in the South Bay. And then uh, when we bought that, we brought the smoker over there and I actually had a spot where it was like all walled up like so there's no wind there's no nothing so you just put this i mean put we've got the cooker there there was nothing to mess around and like that was like when we actually first started making barbecue that was actually even pretty good yeah because, what year what year was this um that would have been 2000 2010 or something like that right okay. around there because right. yeah it was probably about 2010 that we, we finally started actually getting getting it going 2010 2011 somewhere around there so then I started like, you know, basically cooking a bunch of food up. Like uh, we used to do a lot of poker games. So yep. uh, that was really where I made the most barbecue was like when all my buddies come over and play poker. Probably wasn't the best business decision at that point because like I spent all this money buying all the meat and then I'd be staying up for 15 hours straight cooking the food. And then we play poker and we all drink and playing poker. And then I just lose a bunch of money because I was so tired and wasted. From uh, at that point, I'd be up for almost like 22 hours straight. <laughs> so it was it really wasn't until like uh, they finally got to the point where they wanted me to cook the barbecue, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to spend more money cooking buying all this meat. You know, it's like it was like a it was like a weekly thing that was going on. You know, yeah. maybe twice a week we were doing this and stuff because like I had plenty of time because on my other company it was you know when I'm closed I'm closed. You know, I'm open like seven to seven to five you know monday through friday so and i and a lot of times i could work out in my house so if we wanted to do barbecue on a wednesday it was no big deal i just sat there on my on my cell phone talking to my customers while i'm sitting there doing a bunch of barbecue in my backyard and then um finally like my friends started like actually bringing the meat over in advance i'm like okay well maybe it's good enough to at least to bring the meat over yeah it has to be at least halfway decent you know at that mm -hmm. point so uh, after I did that for like about four years of just backyard shenanigans, so to speak, that's when uh, like my, my, my business, like there was too much competition from China and like low price, like HD and high definition camera stuff coming out mm -hmm. that like I basically like took a huge loss of like 120K in one year because, wow. because I, I I just was had to pay all my bills and stuff like that and I had no money coming in all my you know all my money was like I was running I went from making like 60% margin on stuff down to like 7% wow. and, and so like I got I had an office I had to get rid of my office I had to get rid of my one main employee that you know I you know was one of my good friends but he you know he understood he, he got another job he was my web designer mm -hmm. and did all my website work and like so then I had moved my house and I was trying my house for like about a year and it still wasn't working out there. So like, I remember it was like, uh, I guess it's 4th of July, it'll be like three years ago. So it's 2000, so 2016, 4th of July. Um, I was talking to these breweries, I went to a lot of breweries, you know, I'm like, I always saw these dudes just pop up outside there and I'm, I didn't know what, what the legal ramifications were, or what you had to do there. Cause that's all I'm thinking about is, yeah. I don't want to do it and get like, get in trouble or somehow. So like, they're like, oh yeah, it's, they're like, well, just bring some food by and let us see, you know, we'll see what you got, you know? And I'm like, all right, well, that's, so 4th of July, 2016, I cooked up all this barbecue, went to like four different breweries I knew people at, dropped the food off, and like, 
my phone was like read it immediately ringing up like hey man when can you do this event and i'm like uh well i don't really know when i could do the event because i don't even know what I, if i have the right equip, you know the right stuff to even do an event i don't know what i'm doing yeah they're like well can you do it like next week and i'm like uh, and, I, and I'm not one to like, because I knew I needed money, so I'm not one to like say, okay, let me just wait and figure this shit out. Yeah. I just said, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And so, like, I call my dad up, who's in Tahoe at the time, and I tell him, I'm like, hey, man, I said, you know the trailer you bought? Because, like, he, he got this really good on a, on a, on a flatbed trailer when he was in Tahoe, but like, but you couldn't get that good of a price in L.A. I'm like, hey, can you give me one of those from your Tahoe and bring it back with you? Another one? I said, I need it for my, put my smoker on so I can bring it to these events. And he thought it was insane, but he's like, whatever. He goes, I'll go buy you a trailer and bring it down. And so he brings his trailer down. That It was like the two days before the event, my first event, we're over there trying to heave the smoker on this trailer and figure out how to tie it down and so I could bring it out to the event. Cause, and, 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 you know, because I, I assumed I needed the smoker there because it would may look, you know, we were still cooking stuff at the event, but a lot of stuff we cooked in advance. Yeah. But, like, you know, I then had to research on how to hold the meat and, like, what to use and like pretty much everyone said oh you should use a cambro if you can to hold the meat the temperature at the temperature you want so that way once it's cooked you can throw it in there so i don't know i bought spent all this money on my credit card like i don't know probably like eight grand or something worth of crap i bought for like for like the first so i could do my first event and have all the proper stuff there and from there you know i went and did that event i sold out and what all what all were you cooking uh that time, time i was just doing pulled pork and brisket okay and then we had i had these sides which are the same main three sides i still i still use right now which is like mac and cheese these barbecue beans we do and this cream corn because that's what everyone was all into is yeah. my mac my mac and cheese and all this stuff so, so good by so the way. i just yeah. Yeah, thanks <laughs> so i uh so i brought those sides out brought like a couple made one or two briskets and like one pork shoulder you know sold like four hundred dollars of the barbecue or something like that and i'm like wow this is like not too bad yeah. because at least like my other my other business like you know you do advertising you do promotion and it's on the internet so it's, fuck, it's freaking hard to figure out if, if you're actually getting anything back in return but you know you have to do it because that's what all your other competitors are doing yeah so like you, you don't know but it's really hard to quantify uh, a lot of the a lot of the stuff I was spending money on. That's why I got in such a big debt in like like that one year because I'd start doing more and more advertising because I'm like, well, obviously we're not bringing enough people in here. Right. Where like at least the food business, it's like you know if you're doing good or not because you have food when you're left up when you're done or you don't. <laughs> and that, and that, that's pretty much the easy, pretty simple, pretty yeah. easy way to figure it out. You yeah. know, and and, and and we sell it. And the thing about the I like about the food business, unlike any other business that sells stuff. They buy it, they eat it, and they like it, they come back. There's no one that calls me up on my phone like a week after they bought the barbecue trying to ask me how to tech support a beef rib. <laughs> like, they don't say, like, how, how do I eat this thing? You hey, know? man, I'm, on the, I'm in technology <laughs> sales, so I get you 100%. Yeah. It's like, it's like they, they're, they're, the only questions they have is maybe what you do on your menu. And that's it. Like right. The rest of the stuff, it's like you just you just say, yeah, there you go. There's your food. Hope you like it. And yeah. then, and then you see them like a week later or two weeks later, you, you know, or you get a Yelp review that's like a five star or something. You're like, okay, obviously it was good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So from there, I I mean, I would do like uh, so back when I first started, I just do like every every couple weekends or like maybe one. I mean, I, I started doing more and more often. 
getting more breweries that like you know knew who I was, trying to get into better breweries because the first brewery that I, I were in, I mean at the time I didn't know that, but I mean they weren't probably like the best places to sell food at because they had like a lot less uh, clientele coming in there, yeah. so to speak. Now we're here two and a half years later, and I pretty much have like a you know set set places I go to because they're the places that always uh, I do I do well at because. The people know I'm going to be there and stuff like that. I mean, but I mean, there, there's like I've pretty much done almost every brewery, more or less, in the entire Los Angeles area at some point or another. Right. And and it just it just that some you know some you do better than others and and and, and since I, since I'm one of the probably few guys I know that does this as a full time job now, like a lot of other uh, pop up owners, they have another job and it's like a you know more or less a side hustle to a very big hustle that they're doing on the side right to, to enrich their uh their, their 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 money they make per year but since i don't you know i do like because i'll do like three four sometimes i do like three four barbecue events in a week whereas uh a lot of other uh guys are doing this on the weekend here and there sure and i mean for them it's a lot less to lose because my every every event for me has to be to a certain caliber otherwise like i just like lose my shirt you know sure so that's like one of the biggest stress factors on my whole my whole business is yeah that. so you're working you're you know if, if you're not working you're not making money right I, i've been i've been i've been off for uh, on vacation now for uh 10 days and uh I, I, I'm definitely there's no money rolling in right now. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. I know it's uh, I know it's hard work and there's a lot of wear and tear on your body. So taking ten days off, I'm sure has been a, has been a blessing for you. Uh, yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm, my, my my new thing this year is I'm I'm working three months and then taking a week off every three months. Oh, there because, you go. And and then uh, we're doing less events. I mean, part of the reason I was doing more events is I had like a regular couple employees that worked for me that have soon now like no longer with me. So I kind of would do events that I knew weren't gonna be the best just because I wanted to make sure they were able to pay their expenses. Sure. Because, I mean, you know, even though like sometimes we'd make the same amount of money or I'd make even less than them after I paid them, just depending on how it was, you know? So, so uh, but now that I have these other cooks working for me that they have a regular restaurant job that um, they're going to start working with me in like the next few events that for them is just a side hustle. So for me, yeah. that works out better because, you know, they're not going to feel sad or whatever if I don't do an event in a week or, you know, they don't get called up to do anything with me. They have their own job to work for yep. because it's like that's like the one hard thing, hard thing to do when you're doing it all the time is to have people available. These cock- cockamamie hours, I have people work. I mean, it's like we work Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. And then sometimes we'll do like a weekday night thing, mm-hmm. but it's like most people, unless you're like a real hustler, don't want to. If you're off on the weekends, you don't want to work on the weekends as as, an, as another job, you know. Right. So, but for me, that's when all the money is because that's when everyone goes out. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you go head first into this thing. You got a little push from uh, your other business when a lot of the the competition started getting pretty steep there. What are you cooking on now? Um, and what? Well, I, well, base, well, yeah, basically, I've, uh, I'm on my third different smoker now, because the first one I had was it ran it ran its usefulness out probably after the first like three or four months. So then I was like looking online and I was like trying to figure out what else I needed to get, 
and like I could have got like a bigger offset cooker, but the problem with me always was that if I couldn't do I couldn't do multiple events off of, off a standard offset cooker, so I had to look for something that was some easier way to to do it. So we had I bought one of these. Uh, it was basically a gravity fed smoker. So it was like, like it looked like a big old refrigerator, and then it had like a, a charcoal wood chute on the side of it, and it was like uh, you could control it with like this um, with this controller to the so it would always keep the right temperature, you know. But the be best thing about it was is, is you could let it run all night. It could run up to ten hours once you fill the charcoal wood chute up, you know. It wasn't like a Traeger. It was actually using real wood and charcoal in it. So, you know, I started. I bought that thing for like you know, it cost like six grand or something like that. And, uh, and it was it worked great, and I mean, it was actually kind of crazy because I'd have it cooking while I'm driving from one event to the next because I knew I had to get my food done for the next day. So like, as soon as my food does done for, for the, the first day of the events, I'd load it all up in my Cambros, then load all the new meat on the cooker and have it, I'm driving around South Bay or LA or wherever, and here I'm with this like cooker, you know, running, but it, and, and it would be smoking and stuff while I'm driving from one place to the next. And then I have to like start cooking my food while I'm doing the event for my next one because it take you know 15, 20 hours to cook it on that thing. And so that thing went from like doing be able to do I used to do four briskets on my old one. Now when we could do like eight at a time. So like I started using that thing and that worked out well for like six months. And then it got to a point where that that thing didn't have enough capacity either for some of these bigger events I was getting jobs for. So then I bought this uh, this ro offset rotisserie smoker from uh, Heartland Cookers in like Missouri, and that was a pretty big purchase. That was like twelve grand, and I was like, and, I, and you know, at the time I didn't necessarily have the twelve grand, so I just banked on the fact that luckily I have plenty of credit, so I just gave an old uh, credit card charge there. Never looked at the thing except for online. I didn't want to go all the way to Missouri to like look at this thing. I just hoped it was gonna work out, you know, cause the thing was monstrous. <laughs> and then I had to find some guy like on U-Ship to like drive it to me. Cause they said they couldn't go on the back of a flatbed truck because they said they had too many of them fell off cause it's so top heavy. So I paid some dude to drive the thing from Missouri to my house. And then that was a very interesting day when all of a sudden there's a big old smoker on the back of some guy's truck rolling up there. And so that that's what I cook on now. And then I see I used to actually cook a lot of the food at my house and bring it to the events because it was a lot more convenient than bringing the smoker with me. And then uh, the city I live in, Lawndale, they they actually sent me a letter to ban me from because some neighbor complained, banned me from cooking anything at my house oh. uh, for related to the barbecue business. So like that was kind of a major uh, stab in my side when I couldn't cook at my house anymore. And so then, just to kind of piss off my neighbors, I made sure I parked my smoker right in my carport in the front of my house, so whoever complained would have to look at it for the rest of their lives they lived there. So, like, they may not be cooking, but they just have to stare at this ugly-looking smoker in the front of my house. <laughs> so, like, uh, so then what I had to do is I had to change up the whole business model, so now we have to actually take the smoker, drive it to each event, usually, like, in the dark at, like, 3 in the morning, Started up, cut, I had to trim all my briskets in the dark with like a little headlamp on my head, get the smoker going, throw everything on there, start cooking. Usually we need to do our second set of stuff, which is like our pork belly or pork ribs. By that time, it's at least daylight. And then, so we basically cook all morning. Man, that's that's probably one of the differences that you have with some of these other guys, right? I oh, mean, I, mean I, I, don't, 
I don't think I know. Well, I don't. I think there's only maybe one other person that actually cooks. So you cook everything on site? Everything, yeah, everything's cooked on site at the wow. brewery. So if we're at a brewery or we're at, if we're doing a wedding or we're doing whatever, I got to bring the smoker there and cook it on site and do the whole thing there. And like, you know, we don't, we don't come with anything prepped or anything like that. It's just like, I mean, we do have a kitchen we work out of. So like we, in advance to all our events, we prep all our, uh, all our sides that we do, like all our hot sides. So like if we do Friday, Saturday, Sunday events, like Thursday, we go to this kitchen. That gives us like the all the legality, like the health department permit and all that type of stuff. So we prep all that stuff there. And then on site, we bring the smoker, we bring all the raw briskets out that aren't trimmed. And then I'm usually out there, like I said, usually with your, some stupid light that's on the side of a brewery in case someone tries to break into a place so there's some light out there. And add in like a couple other like, I don't know, lights from my truck whatever it is whatever it takes to get the stuff trimmed and on there and and seasoned and i just th toss it on there it's kind of it's kind of a helter skelter way of doing things dude but i just like that it, it works out usually so yeah so that's 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 the way we roll man that's awesome well i've definitely had uh, i've had your food and it's it's delicious man it, it's all hot fresh and uh i guess that's now i know why you're you're cooking that's, it all there that, that's pretty well that's pretty much why yeah like our new thing that we started doing recently is we started moving up the the food to like the higher end meats so like now we're uh because we started trying to use some wagyu brisket and you know i was very apprehensive that thought there was anything much better than your average costco brisket that's prime that we that's what we used to use is like all our almost everything i bought at costco yeah you know because they have like a wide selection of meat and there's usually no problem getting meat there but I know one of my buddies that works at his meat place like uh, went and uh, said, "Yo, you should try this this wagyu stuff." And I'm like, "All right, whatever, I'll try it." I threw it on the menu. Didn't think anyone would even buy it at the price we wanted to charge for it to make it, you know, worth our while to do it. Sure. And like over the last like two months now, that was like the hottest selling thing was either the wagyu brisket or all the all the pork. We have like Berkshire pork, which is like a heritage pork. Oh yeah. So like we switched that over. And we put it we put it side by side, and it's like Costco Prime brisket because there's really no name for it. And you have like the Wagyu brisket, and so now all we do is Wagyu, and we just do Berkshire pork. And then we we even got into now making our own sausages. So we make Wagyu sausages, yeah. and we make Berkshire pork sausages with like you know. So it's like they, I mean they got to be the most ridiculous looking juicy sausages I've ever seen. Man, they're and they're delicious, man. I so at the last event, I know I had uh, your new sausage that you were just launching, and uh, it was juicy. It was it was just delicious. And I know you're experimenting with different things also, just yeah. like a lot of folks are with with craft barbecue. But man, uh, I commend you on the on the those sausages were fantastic. Also, you're doing uh, um, some pork belly or some burnt ends as well, right? Yeah, we do. Our main our main thing is we do right now we do brisket, uh, pulled pork, we do pork belly burn ends, and we do uh, we do like usually three different sausages, like two pork ones, one beef one, and then we do like a wagyu pastrami uh, brisket, and we do um, we also do uh, pastrami beef ribs, and then like our latest new thing that we finally were able to get, we got in. Uh, the bone-in pork belly, which like I fell in love with when I went to Killen's Barbecue in, in down, down by Houston, because that's one of the main guys I know that makes that. And so like it yep. was a cut like I never could find, and finally we found some meat supplier out here in LA that can get us uh, the bone-in pork belly. So now we're doing bone-in pork belly too. Nice, nice man! I can't wait to get back out there again. 
So you've been featured on a, on a few articles out here. You've been covered on a lot of things. I mean, Texas barbecue and barbecue in general is, is taking off out here on the West Coast. I mean, a lot of folks out in Texas or some of the, these other areas um, don't really realize how big it is out here. Tell us about some of the some of the things that you've been you know, featured on and, and some of the things that you want to do in the in the upcoming years. I mean, probably I mean probably the top thing I guess is being featured in the top from the eater the top 15 or so barbecue spots in LA which is kind of funny because like I think like a third of them all are pop-ups they're not, oh, even, yeah. they're not even restaurants on that list which just shows like how weak the barbecue is in LA if there's all these quote-unquote barbecue restaurants that aren't even featured in the top 15 spots and you have a bunch of dudes like me that don't even have a restaurant where you just pop up on the side of a brewery or in a parking lot somewhere and then somehow we get attention that way which is kind of crazy but yeah, I mean, I was, I was in that. I mean, I was, I had an article in the LA Times, the the Beach Reporter and Easy Reader, which are like South Bay local papers. I was in those. I was on Channel 5 News on giving barbecue tips on Memorial Day nice. to, uh, to uh, on, on TV there. That was really actually pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and then I've had like some, uh, I had an article in the LA Times. I was also on the, it's like a food I didn't even know what it was, but I saw it on TV. It was like the Neil Cerveda show. It's like an AM, AM, like food blog show. Oh yeah. But I mean, the guy had a real studio and everything. I went on there and saw that guy, and uh, it was on his show. And then, and then I'm like friends with, uh, I became friends with like Tom Likas, the radio host. So I've been on his show like three different times with, uh, Sweet. with, because we do, we do, besides doing barbecue, we also do Nashville fried chicken, and we do also do like these smash burgers. Um, at some events, so like I was on there with each of those different types of businesses, and then um, we got we got to talk about that burger, man. So I went there one day, and you fixed me up this burger that had like brisket and like sausage in it. And, uh, it was a du- it was a double it was a double cheeseburger smash burger with brisket and I think bacon on it. Oh, brisket and bacon. Yeah, that was just. And it was one of my top nine likes. Yeah, on Instagram. But man, that thing is killer. I mean, yeah, we actually upgraded that stuff. So starting like this week, we're actually doing a wagyu pork belly. Uh, like we're making our own ground beef between with wagyu uh, brisket and pork belly, and so they're all going to be like wagyu brisket and pork belly going forward, which makes it the burger even better than it was before. Awesome. Plus, now we have the Wagyu brisket to put on top of it if you want. We also do, like, mac and cheese on top of it and other stuff. But, I mean, it's, it's basically just a regular smash burger. A lot of people in L.A., there's a lot of people that make those or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we just get really stoned. I just get really stoned a lot of times and, and faded. And I just, like, think of what the most ridiculous thing I can, <laughs> I can make is. And then we just roll out. I just roll out and do it. Like, hey, like, that, like, like that's that's pretty much the California way. That's the California things. way for sure. <laughs> I'm figuring that out slowly but surely. <laughs> well, I mean, your create your creativity definitely shows out. Uh, your sides are delicious. Your you know all all of your meats are, are are delicious as well. It's encouraging and it's it's fun to see how much Texas barbecue, how much barbecue is evolving out here. Um, you did mention also. The fried chicken, and that's something that I haven't had yet. Is it like a Nashville style yeah, hot so, chicken? Yeah, we do like a like a. I mean, well, that's like a trend here in LA. Yeah, there's all. I mean, like Holland Rays brought it out here, I think, 
and now there's like yeah, Dave's Hot Chicken and there's all these pop-ups that are doing it. So I'm just like, well, there's no one doing South Bay like at all where I live at at all these breweries. And I kind of needed like another type of an event to do so I didn't have to do barbecue every single event because that was really like wearing my whole body out doing so many events. So the, the, we started doing this natural fried chicken and I mean, it's really good um, what we do. It's just that it does. It's, it's, it takes three, at least three, three people to do it, an event, you know, where mm-hmm. a lot of my other events I can do a two or just myself, depending on where I'm do, what I'm doing it at. And for me, I'm like a business person, like, you know, and I do all the math and number crunch behind it. And it, and, and it was never get quite enough. Some events you would, but not enough where you would, it was worth my while to continue doing that. Well, that's why I do a lot more burger events now because the burgers, you, you sell just as much as you do on the fried chicken mm-hmm. and you only need uh, one or two people there. So that like makes us make more money that way. But I mean, and then, and then recently we stopped it because like the weather got so, so moist out here that the batter wouldn't, wouldn't stick to the chicken right. So I'm, I have a kind of hold now until like March. In March, I'm probably going to go back to doing events because, I mean, I have all this equipment that's involved with it, which is like $5,000 of equipment at my house that like I used to make the, that, those events happen. So I'm not going not, to uh, not do it anymore. I just have to like kind of figure out when the best time is to uh so it's, it makes it worth our while to to do it yeah so so uh what's next for barts barbecue where where do you see yourself you know in the next maybe 12 months the next three years where, where... I, I mean i ha- i have a, i have a pretty big offer from a very wealthy person right now that wants me to open a restaurant with him and not 100 positive i want to do that yet i mean because what what they're talking about is one that does all the above we do barbecue fried chicken burgers also, we want to do Santa Maria steaks at nighttime. Oh wow! And then we want to, want to you know, it's a place that they want. We want like they want like twenty taps on a brew on the place. They want to have like a wine cellar, cigar room, like this whole like totally dude like dude hangout place. Yeah. Have if we can get if we can't get a liquor license to get hard liquor, they want to have just only whiskey, mainly whiskey as the only alcohol we sell at the place, and nothing else. And uh, mainly, basically, a place where you know guys go in there and roll in and eat a bunch of food and hang out. Yeah. You know, a type of place like that. I mean, not that females can't go in there, but it's going to be kind of yeah. centered more towards, uh, especially in LA. I don't know how many chicks are out there. They're going to want to come into a whiskey bar, <laughs> eat a bunch of barbecue, and eat a bunch of steaks. But uh, but there's uh, a lot in Texas that will. There, oh, there is. Say. Yeah, we're not we're not in Texas. <laughs> Texas would be a, it'd be an easy it'd be easy slam dunk. But. Yeah. Uh, in LA, not so much. Everyone's like a vegan or some weird stuff out here. So, you know, but uh, it's either that or the other option is I might be going to get my own, my own much smaller spot. Right. It's just in LA, it's really cockamamie with the laws here that you can't run an outdoor cooker uh, at any restaurant in Los Angeles. So you have to use these indoor cookers. And I thought there was no hope for those until I went to Slab, which went by. Bert, Bert, Bert from, from Trudy's Underground Barbecue. Yep. And I can say that he's the only guy I've seen that's actually making Q on some indoor cooker that if you didn't know better, you'd think it was just regular good barbecue that was made in some outdoor smoker. Yeah. Or, or at least I can say the people in L.A. aren't educated enough to know that that's like, you know, what it's cooked on. You right, know? right. And it, and it tastes good. I, I so. can say the same thing. I, I went to the grand opening and, heck, day one it was, it was coming out. This guy's... 
a mad scientist, and I know that he uh, he put in a lot of work and a lot of hours to get to that point to where it uh, to where it tastes that good. So yeah, it's a good good call. Yeah, I mean, one and I, the thing is, I'm pretty positive I could do the same because I've ran with three different, four different cookers. Everyone was a different type of format. And add, you know, there's different ways on how you had to cook on each one to make it taste a certain way. Yep. So I'm pretty sure, like, I could figure that out. Now I would, I just had to see that someone else already figured it out before I got in, involved in, you know, a multi-million dollar operation. Yeah. To uh, open a restaurant up with the unknown of uh, whether or not you're actually able to make any good barbecue or not. Yeah. So I take it you're a barbecue fan, also. You like barbecue. Oh yeah, yeah, I love, yeah, for sure. What are what are some of the places around around town or around uh, California that that you like? I mean, I know you mentioned Slab. You said that was pretty good. I mean, that's actual brick and mortar restaurant. That's about the only one I think that's around here that's uh, that's any good. I mean, as far as um, other pop ups go, I probably think the best pop up that had brisket I just recently went to was like Ragtop Fern. Yep. Um, I, I definitely, uh, I def- and I and I think it's more just because like his cues cooked and sold as soon as he's done cooking it, kind of like how we do it. Um, the other ones that are pretty good, I would say, would be A's Barbecue. They do like a lot of pop-ups in downtown LA. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually, I think, going to quit for a while and not going to do it anymore because they weren't making enough money, but it seems like now they're doing a lot better. Yeah. So, um they, they make really good, and I think Heritage in the OC probably makes, like, the best all around. Like, prob- probably has, like, the most similar similar quality of, I don't know, that's not the right word, but they have, like, really good sides. They have really yeah. good a variety of stuff, you know, that it's kind of similar to what, what we do, but they just do it their way. Yep. But, like, because, like, a lot, of, a lot of the other barbecue guys, I mean, like, they may have something good there, but there's not, I wouldn't say that I think their whole the whole thing's good. Yeah. You know, like I mean, all around good. Like, I mean, because I can say like, like we don't go and like just get gets, like say we're going to do, we do barbecue beans. Like there's like a whole process we do to make our barbecue beans. It's not like we just get some be- some pre-made beans, throw some brisket or some barbecue sauce on it. And we're like, okay, these are our barbecue beans, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like we have like five different beans in the barbecue beans. We do, we have some bacon we throw in there. There's a whole way when I cook it. That makes sure it's underneath a pork shoulder or a brisket, so that all drips into the beans as it's cooking. So it adds like that whole extra smoky flavor to it and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I'd say I'd say those are the ones that I would I would probably say are the the best yeah. in LA. I know you did a corporate event recently for Dell, which oh, yeah. I work for Dell. Oh yeah, and I went to that, and a lot of folks came in from Texas and all, and all over California. Colleagues of mine were there as well. And I had the pleasure of sitting down with a lot of folks that I hadn't seen in a while from Texas, and everyone was very impressed. By the way, uh, you were you were killing it that night. In fact, that's I guess when you launched the the new sausages as well, too. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, it actually just happened that we 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 had we had a bunch we cooked and uh, or we not, or we made I should, I should say, and then I just brought them to that event just to pass them out yeah see what people thought of them now i think mean, i think that was like our first event we had those at yeah, yeah. And do, you, do you do a lot of those corporate events and things like that as well do you do- well that that's the whole thing see like last year i was so concentrated on making money and paying off debt i had yeah that i was just going i wasn't spending time to try to uh you know cultivate more people on instagram do more connections with businesses to get more catering jobs or more events like that so we kind of just we're just hanging out doing all our set events and then if someone rolled in 
and said, hey, I want you on this day, we'd do it. But, I mean, that's why this year I'm only doing two to three events a week, sometimes one event a week, depending on what, what week it is I've set up, so that I can, like, actually do what I'm way better at. I'm way better at marketing than I am at barbecue. And I just haven't, uh, I mean, that's how I got it, like, like in 2017, that's how I got a bunch of people to write about us because I wasn't doing it as full time as I was this last year. Right. And so I had more time to contact people, you know, because getting, getting people to write articles or write whatever about you or, you know, it's all about networking and contacting people sure. and then getting a hold of the right person. And then they're like, they come out and try your food. They're like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go write something about this or whatever. And so, like, you know, 2018 that's why like i had not much of any uh anything besides being the eaters top 15 that was the only thing that happened back in february but other than that it was like there wasn't a whole lot going on besides me just doing event after event after event yeah and so like this, this year it's because i mean i'm gonna take it take a step back and do it totally different so yeah, that i yeah. have i so i have more uh, time yeah that eater top 15 is a man that's a reputable list that's a good that's farley elliott right I oh mean, yeah that's oh yeah it's a good thing big time awesome well, cool, man. I do, again, like I said, I appreciate your time, and, and uh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I know you already produced a fantastic barbecue, so I look forward to seeing what's next for you and, and seeing you evolve. Um, if there was uh, one thing that you would want uh, everyone to know about you that maybe they don't know about you, um, what would that be? It could be anything. Well, I mean, I mean, the one thing I'd say is... I'm not really sure about how at 41 years old I'm able to and, and being low, like being overweight, not being in the best shape, how I'm able to stay up for like sometimes 20, 24 hours straight and then go to sleep for four hours and do the same thing over again like three days in a row. Because I remember back when I was younger, you know, I used to do a lot of partying and I need a lot of other substances to keep me up for uh, extended periods of time. But like somehow it's like crazy like. I'm able just to like yeah. pile drive through. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's probably not good for my health or anything like that. But yeah, that's the one thing. Like, it, it amazes me every time. Like, I almost try to like sometimes purposely do events and make them more difficult to see if I can actually do them or not. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll be like at last minute, I'll be like, oh yeah, let's just go ahead and add this into the mix, and like let's oh yeah, let's just oh, we're doing barbecue, let's do burgers at this event too. Why not? And yeah. then like it's just me and like my you know one or two guys that work for me and like. And they're like looking at me and they're like, you seriously we're gonna do burgers now also at this event? It's like, yeah, dude, let's just do it. And and then uh, and that and that's the one thing, it's like it just so far I've never failed at any event, no matter yeah. how uh, how much stuff I try to do in a short period of time. So yeah. so yeah, I don't know. It's uh that, that that's one thing that always it, it, it fascinates myself about yeah. about stuff. Well, I tell you what, I've, I've been around uh, a lot of a lot of pitmasters, and, and I've had a lot of conversation. I tell you what, that's what I always say is, you guys, the pitmasters are another breed, man. You you definitely have to have the passion and the drive uh, to do what you do. I mean, I I got a big green egg, and. Uh, you know, I, I try to do it as easy and as fast as I can. I, that made, you made me forget. Yeah, that was actually the second smoker I got was a green egg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that lasted two weeks until uh, ours didn't have the top the ring to hold the top on tying down. Oh, so yeah. the whole top fell off it, and it cracked. Oh. So I brought it back to where I bought it at, and I'm like, yeah, this is not going to cut it. I don't want one of these again. <laughs> and so I, I, I cooked on it three times, and then, like, the top fell off it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, mine's working out yeah, so good. far. That's good for you. That's good for you. Hey, man. Well, thanks again. We appreciate uh, you know you taking the time to chat with us, and we wish you the very best. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm going to buy one. All right. Thanks, Dustin. Right.
Thanks for tuning in to the I Crush Barbecue Show. Remember, if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a comment, and share with your friends. You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I Crush Barbecue Show. That's at I Crush BBQ Show. Don't forget to tag us with your favorite picks. We'd love to see what you're crushing. And don't forget about Smoke Fest on March 2nd at LAL Works. Until next time, happy crushing. <laughs>